Get your popcorn ready for the College Baseball Insider Show with Matt Grissom and Quentin Mills, giving you all the insights and analysis you need for the weekend slate that college baseball has to offer. are your hosts ready to dive into the top matchups what is up college baseball fans it is the best time of the year it is the postseason q rocking that florida gators hat again new daddy number for the number two child of the family is that correct that is correct yep congratulations i thank you next six months of your life i hope you get uh, sleep i figured out what sleep was again after my son was born and it seems like i like being sleep deprived i guess because yeah. i went back for I round two wait you'll sleep after omaha i will but i gotta get through arkansas insiders first there you go <laughs> arkansas <laughs> insiders uh shout out to mason choate for having me on the arkansas rivals network i was on the diamond hogs podcast giving college baseball insiders a little plug today talking about some futures bets which we we won't get into on this show because this is all about the conference tournaments it might not mean a lot to some people but for those that it does matter too it's going to matter a whole lot because it, it could make or break the rest of your season uh and starting off at the top i know you're pretty heartbroken with East Carolina. Um, but East Carolina was the favorite to win the AAC minus 110. The next closest was Houston plus 275, who's in a dog fight themselves right now. Tell me about East Carolina. What happened? So they started off a little slow. It was 3-2 uh, for most of the game. Uh, I'll give credit. South Florida brought in. Uh, a guy pitching who who lit it up for five or six innings. He just kind of kept the uh, the hitters off balance. And they finally, as they started getting in a pitch count, teeing off on them, they get up 9-3 in the ninth. And then they give up uh, – it was seven, seven runs or five hits on seven runs on four pitchers. Like, it was an incredible stat line. Anyways, uh, South Florida goes up 10-9 to – I'm sorry, 11-9. Uh, in the top of the ninth. Then uh, Josh Moylan hits a two-run shot to tie it back up. They go into extras, and the rest is history. They lose 12-11, but they did have an opportunity. They had a runner on third with one out, and they couldn't get him in. It It, it, it is what it is. ECU is a team that never goes um, through any conference, tournament, any weekend series for that matter with relative ease. They like to play you know, from behind, they're not out yet. It's a double limb tournament. So we're still hanging on by a thread. Uh, so we'll see It's there. Another upset is currently going on right now. Two lanes beating the number two seed. So anything can happen. Yeah. I was about to say Houston may be joining them as the second favorite. They're down 10, eight in the top of the ninth with bases loaded against Tulane, uh, who was the longest shot there with South Florida at both 20 to one. So, Let's talk about the A-10. We won't spend a lot of time on it. I did get asked if if I liked anything. I had a preseason bet on Davidson. Shout out to Ben and Dimitri for giving me that little nugget on their show. Uh, Oakland Sports, they were one of the only few books that ended up hanging conference futures early on in the season. So 
a lot of them that I bet I didn't touch this go around just because I already had the action out there. And, you know, I don't want to root against my own money. Uh, some other spots we'll get into a little later where I tried to buy out of my bet with some other teams. But uh, you've got Davidson probably going to win it. Uh, the next favorite is St. Joe at, at plus 250. Do you know anything like anything about the A-10? All I can tell you is Davidson beat Rhode Island today 8-4. to four. And I do know uh, Mason, they, they had a better season this year than they did it last year. Sean Camp, new head coach, first year this year, he actually is, uh, resides and he's kind of from the area where I grew up and where I still live. So, you know, obviously I'm pulling for them. Mason's a local school. It's it's 20 minutes down the road. It would be cool to to have some good ball coming out of Fairfax, Virginia here shortly. That's all I got. I know that there didn't really go. give any conference tournament insight, but no, you're good. Uh, ACC Boston College takes the first game of the ACC tournament over Virginia Tech. It's a pretty good game. It's high scoring, eleven to seven. North Carolina takes care of business. Finally, I feel like that's one of the most hot and cold teams in the country. Uh, they they beat Georgia Tech five to eleven, and then you've currently got NC State in the fifth, taking it to Duke. I think it's 7-3. So, anything sticking out? Wake was obviously the favorite. And then your Virginia Cavaliers and Clemson, those were two that I felt, you know, better at than taking the favorite in Wake Forest. But you have a, a lean either way? Uh, yeah, North Carolina, I did see they're playing without, I believe, Vance Honeycutt for uh, most of the ACC tournament. They kind of want to just – he said he has an undisclosed lower body injury. Uh, so take that for what it is. They're 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 going to get him ready for, you know, regional ball. Obviously, UNC will make a regional, so they're thinking, you know, long-term. Um, they, they, do, they play well in Durham, right? I mean, that's their backyard. It's Duke and UNC's backyard. They're, you know, within a half-hour drive of that place, so – you know, they're very familiar with there. They have their fan base there. You know, I believe UNC's won it three of the past four years, if I read that stat correctly. Um, I, they're, the team that I've kind of been chirping up lately is uh, UVA. I think UVA is actually going to play it pretty serious because I think they want to keep momentum. They're, they're a momentum-based team. They want to kind of keep the wheels going, uh, you know, and everything smooth. I did see, you know, Connor Early's going to pitch. Nick Parker's going to pitch. So, they're going to run their rotation probably as you know they would in the normal regular season. Um, so that's something to watch out. And, and I say that because I, I'm very curious. I haven't seen anything, you know, definitive. But what is Wake Forest going to do? Who are they going to pitch? You know, it are they going to run their three top uh, or, or top four? I should say with Sullivan. Not not for some reason. I got to look more into that. What his situation is? He has a pitch the last two weekend series, uh, but his replacements pitched fine. So. Virginia coming in with their, you know, in quotes, aces, and then, you know, to see what Wake Forest does. Another team I'm, I'm very curious to see how they play is Miami. You know, Miami started to figure it out. I think they're a 16 host maybe on the bubble, or like they're probably in that 14 to 16 range. They probably would want to be in the 9 to 13 range. So, you know, let's see how serious they take it. Clemson, I laid the plus 600. I would have laid Virginia if I had a, a – odds for that so it's unfortunate i don't even know what that was because i can't see it uh being in the state uh but i i think uva has a good chance to kind of run it i i think if you took wake forest 
you know, not that they're not a dominant team. I just don't think they care enough. So that yeah. to me seemed like a bad bet, but anybody else I think is kind of playing legit baseball. So. Yeah. Virginia was plus four seventy five. I, to be honest, and this is unprofessional of me. I can't even remember. I may have thrown 25 bucks on Virginia, but I can't recall. I know I'm on Clemson though. Plus 600. I, I really like this Tigers team, the way that they're playing right now. And Backage is good in, in May. So we'll see how long they can keep that train rolling. The Big 12. This is this is one of the hardest ones for me to handicap. <clears throat> You've got kind of West Virginia that came out of nowhere as far as what the preseason conference was. I bet TCU preseason, I think it was like plus 225. Uh, they're plus 500 now, so it, I got a bad number there. So I bought out of it with Texas. I think Bradley Porras kind of convinced me enough to believe in this Longhorns pitching staff to go into Globe Life, which, you know, playing in Arlington, I feel like this may be where TCU feels more comfortable. You know, they started the season there. They played really well in Arlington in that college baseball showdown. But I don't know, Texas, between Texas and West Virginia, I think one of them two end up winning it. But you've got Oklahoma State was right there at plus 375. I mean, who who comes out of the Big 12? So I actually, uh, coming back from the hospital today, I just grazed on, I think Oklahoma State lost a couple uh, pretty impactful players. I believe both were pitchers. I know one of them was a pitcher. Uh, I can't speak to the second one, but I do remember seeing their names, and I was like, man, they're, they're, those guys are like day one starters for them. So that's going to be tough. Find out more information. I'll tweet that out, uh, whether it's retweet or whatever, uh, once I figure that out. But I, I think Texas, you know, as much as we've talked about how Texas is not living the expectations, I think they're finding their groove right now. You know, I, I kind of bash David Pierce. I don't think he's a contender to win an actual national title, but, you know, he's gotten – two teams to the uh, the College World Series. Now, obviously, Ivan Melendez, you know, they had some other guys on that team, you know, who would blow this current lineup out of the water, you know, Tristan Stevens. So they have a better pitching staff now with Tanner Witt. And I think to me what that does is now you've got, you know, Lucas Gordon, uh, uh, Johnson going, uh, LeBaron yeah, Johnson LeBaron going Johnson. two, and then Witt. Witt's kind of in that Brady Tiger thing where they're still kind of on a pitch count with him, but he's increasing his role as, as each appearance that he makes. Their pitching staff is good enough on paper, and, and they've played as of recent, especially against West Virginia. They're good enough to will themselves through the Big 12 and then potentially catch like an easy regional and super. So I really like Texas at plus 250. I know you mentioned TCU. They're just too gutted. I think the season's gone for TCU, to be honest. I just don't see them being able to just magically stir up momentum when they haven't had it all year, you know, in comparison to a South Carolina where they did have that mojo at, you know, half the season, they're able to find what they had back. TCU never had that. So I don't think they know what they're even looking for, to be honest. Yeah. Talk about a team peaking too soon. I mean, I'm telling you walking out of globe life, it, it was during the Missouri game with TCU. I just assumed TCU would win that on, on day three, but, they they look like the best team in the country at that point. I mean, they they whooped Arkansas bad. Their bats were hot. You know, Braden Taylor, they they could pitch, and uh, for whatever reason, they just fell off. But Big 12 starts tomorrow as well as the Big East 
So we'll hold off on that one. Uh, let's talk about the Big Ten. Maryland and Iowa were kind of the sweetheart Big Ten teams that we bet early on. You know, you had Brody Brecht going for Iowa, and then that Nick Dean, Jason Savakul for Maryland. This was a, an opportunity that I saw to get back into betting them. I've got Maryland right now. They're uh, they're struggling. I've got them parlayed with Iowa, who took care of business 13-3 to earlier against Michigan. I think you're on the two straight up or, or something similar as well, but we, we need Maryland to, to get it going. It's 2-2 at the bottom of the seventh, Michigan State. Yeah, I think Iowa at least – so obviously they cover. I, I had them straight up today. And I don't believe they pitched Bertie Breck. Can you confirm on that? Uh, I don't think they did either. Yeah, so they're so that's good for us. That means they're able to win without him. I believe they pitched uh, – his name's Morgan, is, if I'm not mistaken. Anyways, they really need this Big Ten title, I think. They're they're a team that they start off really hot and then they kind of faded. Uh, they Their RP, RPI, I don't believe, is uh, the highest by any means. So they, in, in my opinion, to really lock up uh, – and a sure bid would be to win the Big Ten. I think they were what plus two hundred or plus two fifty, yeah, somewhere in that range. Okay. Iowa was plus three fifty. Okay, they they need that. You know, Maryland. Um, Maryland's a ranked team, so they're going to get in. I'm not saying Iowa's not, but they they don't want to be a three or four. They they probably would rather be a two. And I think the only way they get there is with a Big Ten title. If you had a long shot, I mean, Indiana showed a little bit of spark. Uh, they they kind of. F- feathered out you know after maryland really took it to them especially for that to be in uh indiana that, that was kind of heartbreaking for those guys and then they it seemed like they just weren't really you know able to get right maryland's figuring it out at the right time this is kind of the same magic they had last year where you know they had an incredible run uh in the the regionals so you know i actually didn't touch them on a uh futures aspect but I'm probably going to ride Iowa until they play Maryland, to be honest. And that's through this Big Ten tournament. Because, I'm again, I'm still sitting on Brody Brecht to win. So. Yeah, I was about to say, watch that pitching rotation. Because the day that they pitch Brody Brecht, that's that's when we need to hammer him. Yeah. And, I mean, outside of that, the, the Big Ten's just so bad. It, There's a huge drop-off between those two. Yeah. So let's move on to the Colonial. Uh, you've got Northeastern Huskies. They were plus 250. That's who I ended up betting. And UNC Wilmington was actually the favorite two to one. Yeah, I rolled Northeastern with you. Uh, I believe they've beat a couple top 25 teams. I, I think they, they beat Boston College and UConn, if I'm not mistaken. So they're, they're up to uh, up to playing the big dogs, per se, I don't know too, too much about either team other than what I've read on paper. You know, Northeastern's uh, obviously did really well against, you know, like I said, top 25 teams. UNC Wilmington, I did watch them beat up on uh, TCU, but now looking back at it, like, is that just because TCU was that bad or was UNC Wilmington that good? I, I just couldn't confidently say. I did see more of Northeastern uh, throughout the season, so I just kind of went with my gut there, to be honest. Yeah, Northeastern plays tomorrow. And uh, I guess UNC Wilmington got a first round bye because I don't see them on the schedule. Again, that's a conference where it's those two and then a massive drop off. Yeah. Conference USA, talk about another one that's a massive drop off after Dallas Baptist and UTSA. 
I think you bet Dallas Baptist in that. I can't even remember if I did or not. I've been in. I think we both mode. got him in. Yeah, I okay. think we both got him. It was like one seventy five. I think one. Yeah, I've got one fifty right here. One fifty. Okay, I, it was in that, that area. One, yeah, that one looks like it started. Did it start today or is it start tomorrow? Can't remember. I think it starts tomorrow. But I, I like DBU. I mean. Even to say UTSA is a top dog, I think it's a, a stretch in all honesty. I, I've bet on them five or six times, and I lost every single one. They just don't seem like they show up in big series. You know, they lost games at home they probably shouldn't have. Dallas Baptist just seems complete. They've got pitching. They've got hitting. You know, we've seen them in recent years have really good showings, you know, in a regional play, in the super regionals. So I, I like them. I think they're a complete team. And, and again, I, I just don't think UTSA shows up in big moments. So I, I think DBU very confidently wins this. I mean, yeah, they're going, they're going for Omaha. I couldn't say the same about UTSA. I'm interested to see what this Louisiana tech Charlotte line is going to be tomorrow. I, I would probably lean Charlotte in that one. I'm hoping you can get them as a dog just because of Louisiana techs, what they've done in the past. It, it you know, you may get a little bit of, of uh, a plus money on Charlotte. I think that's a, a decent play outside of that Dallas Baptist. I mean, you probably can't make any money betting them with heavy juice day, the game in and game out, but the Mac it's Kent state ball state, central Michigan. They're all right there. Neck and neck plus plus one twenty, plus one seventy five, plus two fifty. I don't have a lean either way in this Ben and Dimitri put that matchup in the pick'em contest, Kent State, Ball State ended up being a, a pretty decent series, but I think Kent State came out on top. That's probably fair at the plus 120, but we didn't bet it. I don't really have a, a lean either way. Uh, no, that would have been blind money. I know that Kent State's made it to them all before. That's about all I know. Pac-12, let's get into this because you know I've been riding high with this USC Trojans team, they were both on our card tonight. Wait, nope. You changed your <laughs> mind. Disney. You went against your gut. Come on, man. I'm going on Go fumes. You got to catch – you got to give me a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your daughter's college is is like 20 bucks less paid for because you didn't play USC tonight. Do uh, me a USC. favor. Anytime that they're playing, just don't give me an option. Just be hey. like a father figure to me and just put it on there and say – They've been an away. auto bet for me, man. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10. The What Andy uh, – I'm going to butcher his last name – he was the Grand Canyon coach, Stankowitz. Uh, Stankowitz, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what Andy Stankowitz has been able to do so quickly with this USC team. I mean, they're they're restoring faith. Jake Brooks went for UCLA, and uh, USC did not throw any of their three guys. So I I'm loving my ticket right now of USC six to one to win this. USC, thing. they're a bubble team. If you look at D1 baseballs you know, projected stamp, they're not a confident lock to make an at-large. So I would expect them to kind of play this as as true playoff baseball, almost like a, a mini regionals for them because, again, they're not safe by any means. So they, they really need to, to have a good showing in this Pac-12 tournament. And like you said, I believe they just have to – so they won today. As long as nobody goes 2-0, they already advanced to the semis. So they're looking in good shape, like you said, without throwing anybody. So I'm going to be on them with you. Uh, but 
for future wise, I jumped on Stanford as well as Oregon State. I, I think they're the two most dominant teams. So I, I'm kind of in the year boat with the SEC. I'd like to kind of sit back in the Pac-12 and, and hopefully find an Oregon State-Stanford matchup because I, I, I don't think USC could beat them, and I think USC is the only team that probably could give them a run for the money with good pitching. I've been saying it all year, Oregon State, uh, it seems like regional baseball and super regional baseball always run through Corvallis. They started heating up at the right time. And then Stanford, you know, they're, they're, they've been in recent years a, a pretty good lock to make Omaha consistently. They have Quinn Matthews. They can swing the sticks, you know, when they need to. More clutch moments, they're not consistent with it, but they have been clutch in years past, and, and we've seen that this year as well. So those are where I lean. If I actually had to say, like, who personally I, I like out of those two, I think Oregon State, I just think they're a better overall team. I think they've got three pitchers whereas Stanford's got one, and I think Oregon State can do just enough offensively to, to get past the Stanford team. Yep, I agree. That should be a fun one to watch, too, if it comes down to it. Uh, skipping over to the SEC, because we'll save the best for last, let's go to the Sun Belt. You had Coastal Carolina at plus 350. Texas State was plus 500. We've got a we've got a good game for me because I threw a little money on Georgia state at plus money. I had a loyal listener and follower on Twitter. He asked me about this matchup and, and I looked at some quick numbers from our friends over at Friday starters. And I noticed that Georgia state had a huge pitching advantage in this one. Uh, their average team ERA was down at, in, in the mid fours and, uh, they're taking on a Georgia, Georgia Southern team that was in the mid-sevens. So from the bullpen to the starters, Georgia State had the advantage, and, and you could get them plus 105. So I hopped on it. They're currently leading Georgia Southern 6 to nothing in the seventh. So nice. I'm rooting that one home. Uh, Georgia State was the, the longest shot to win the Sun Belt at plus 1,500. But going back to Coastal Carolina, do you think – that Coastal is is going to bring it for this? Or do you think that they've they've already secured a, a hosting spot and they're going to take it easy? You know, they're, they're a, a team that I, I can't really say one way or another confidently. Like, they're in that position where things get a little crazy in some other conferences and they blow through theirs with relative ease. Could they potentially slide in as an eight seed? They could. Uh, things have been crazier. I'm not saying that that's realistically going to happen. You would need like NC state to win the ACC. You would need somebody in the SEC, you know, like Auburn to win it. You would need some crazy stuff, but it's happened. Uh, it's like ECU dropping a six run lead in the ninth. It happens. Uh, I don't know how they're going to go about this. Coastal is a team that can play with anybody. I would imagine they're going to keep rolling their guys. Here's the thing. They're, they're elite pitchers in the grand scheme of things aren't elite on power five teams. They know that they're playing good chemistry baseball. They're, they're playing rhythm baseball, which they've been in rhythm all year. They play carefree baseball. I would imagine, you know, when you don't have a roster full of studs and you're a lock for a, a national eight seed that you've got to continue that momentum because they don't have the ability on paper and on the field to just kind of take it easy and then flip the switch and get back to, you know, elite baseball. That's just my vibe on it. 
I I couldn't say that confidently. I I think they probably want to win this and keep momentum, but I, I obviously that's why I bet them. I, I just I couldn't give you a definitive answer. My gut says yes, though, that they're going to take it serious. Well, West Coast Conference, real quick. I do have a futures ticket on San Diego. I'm trying to find the number I got to see if I got anywhere close to to what they are now. But they were the third shortest shot at plus 350. I feel like Loyola Marymount's probably going to take this one away. I'm kind of kicking myself over not playing that just to kind of buy myself out of a bet. But um, I've got them at plus 300, so a little worse. But, all right. If you're uh, betting West Coast Conference games, call 1-800-NEED-HELP. <laughs> hey, there's money in the gold. You got to dig in the dirt to find a gold, baby. That's exactly. it. Exactly. That's why we bet college baseball. That's, that's I mean, what nobody, we're doing. We're degenerates. Nobody even knows that you can bet college baseball. <laughs> we're trying to tell everybody we know. I'll hit gymnastics okay. lines if they got them. Uh, Florida top tier. Get me some 10s. Hey, listen, you know a little bit about the SEC. Alabama just swept. So that is that is four sweeps today. Or no, three. I can't count. Fourth game is starting soon. Three sweeps today. Uh, 9-0. And then what did we have in the other two? I 8-0 in South Carolina. 3-0 in the Tennessee game. And then... Alabama four, was up. 4 0, 3 0, and 9 0. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tennessee got swept. Tennessee again got proves one hit. <laughs> they cannot play yeah. outside of Lindsey Nelson Stadium. It's not good. But Alabama 4 0 beats Kentucky. I loved it. I, I wish you could have bet the futures ticket on Alabama. Hey, uh, props to Bet Sariston for throwing a line out there. Yeah. I would have given that out, but. I only gave out the ones that you could get nationwide, like on Barstool, but uh, Alabama having that ticket out there. And then Missouri and Auburn. We both hopped on Auburn here late, Tommy Vales pitching, which kind of surprises me because Missouri, I mean, they probably should have been the one that missed the SEC tournament, but it ended up being Ole Miss, Mississippi State. How convenient, the last two national titles. Yeah, that's – it's pretty bad, actually. Yeah. But Missouri doesn't stand a chance in this, right? I mean, you make this number minus 200, Auburn? Yeah, I would. I mean, didn't Auburn just sweep them as well? Now, I know they came back in the last game, but I think they swept Missouri. Now, yeah. it was at home, granted that, but... I mean, I don't know why they're throwing Tommy Vale. I guess to keep consistency, to to stay hot, you know, get a win, and then kind of go in a cruise. I, I don't know. that It was a little weird. Um... I thought they could have thrown somebody else and been okay in this game and maybe saved him for a better matchup, but whatever. I'll take a minus 165 with Tommy Vail on the mound. I'm not going to complain. Yeah, I mean, they they won the series against South Carolina, won the series against LSU, swept Ole Miss, swept Missouri to finish out the season. They're playing they're good ball. A, yeah, they're on an eight-game win streak right now. Minus 165 was laughable. And, and people forget, they, they did play in the College World Series last year, so. Yeah. Uh, now they obviously lost some talent. They they, they don't but, have Sunny D, but they have Ike Irish. I mean, they're a good Irish. team. They, they're good. They're well coached. Now they did lose. They did lose uh, Tim Hudson, so that was a big loss on the pitch amount. Uh, but 
for them to go from last year, like I don't think they're a bad team. I mean, talent wise, they're not the greatest, but they made it last year. So I wouldn't be surprised if they made a nice little run here. Yeah. But it wasn't, I, I, I couldn't confidently throw, you know, some money on them. That's just my, yeah. Gut, I feel know. like you're, you're probably going to be better off just betting them game by game. I agree. Because if you take a minus 165 today, they win. Now you can play because they're probably going to be plus money in the other matchups. I agree. So, Arkansas was four to one. LSU was four to one. Florida was five to one. Vandy six to one. Tennessee and South Carolina are both seven to one. They're out. Well, Tennessee's out. I mean, good little. Go ahead. It. This to me kind of confused me. I don't really get why Arkansas is the favorite, knowing that, or one of the favorites, knowing that Dave Van Horn really doesn't put a whole lot into the SEC tournament unless he has to. I bet Florida. I also had to throw a little bit on Arkansas because if, you know, if for whatever reason they win, I don't want to ever not have an Arkansas ticket. That's a fan pick. Did you bet Florida? I bet both Arkansas and Florida, and I'll tell you why. So I They're, sent you my my artwork of how I felt like the bracket was going to shake out. Yes. And based on that, it fell right into line with, I want an Arkansas-Florida SEC championship game. So four out of the last five playable years, so four out of the last six years, you take one because of the COVID year, the co-champion – or champion have won the SEC tournament. So the last co-champion to do it was Florida LSU in 16-17. LSU wins. Uh, they share the uh, the regular season they, with Florida. They beat Florida in the SEC tournament championship, but then Florida obviously goes on to win the College World Series. So I got to like those. Uh, give the conference tournament to Arkansas. We'll settle for the better. But I did like seeing that stat, plus four hundred, plus five hundred. You know, you throw a hundred bucks on it, you're still profiting either way. So, if you can catch that matchup, like we both want to see for personal reasons, you're also catching a, a profitable game to where it's a stress free matchup. So, how are you feeling as a Florida Gator fan, not as a college baseball insider? How do you feel about facing Alabama tomorrow? I feel okay. Um, I think Florida's got their problems kind of figured out. Uh, I think they're maybe one of the teams. I'm not going to say that they're going to try extremely hard, but they're going to say, okay, we got to at least get one win uh, to kind of get ourselves together. And then we can take it our, our foot off the break. Alabama's got really good pitching. Um, they don't blow you away offensively. I think Florida can match up well enough offensively to kind of offset that pitching matchup. But Florida's got good pitchers as well. And, you know, it could be a bullpen day and, and their bullpen's kind of been figured out for the most part, you know, Cade Fisher's pitched really well, Brandon Neely, um, Phil Abner and some other guys. They haven't said who's starting yet. So I'm, I'm waiting to see obviously the line and see if it correlates with that. But, um, well, I guess I probably won't even see a line if they're playing Alabama. So scratch that. Um, I probably will. Yeah. So, okay. So you'll have to, to tell me, and I may, may throw you some bones and, and try to get a play or something like that. But, um, Alabama's a good team. Like, I don't think Florida's going to sleep on them by any means. 
I think Florida is going to at least try to get one, maybe two wins and then kind of say, okay, it is what it is. Like we, this is uh we're back on our groove. Like if we don't win, it's okay. One of the teams that does scare me is Vanderbilt. They're playing just good enough baseball to kind of win games. Obviously we saw them take the series against Arkansas. That was at home. Uh, but nevertheless, it was still a good series win. And obviously they have Tim Corbin as their manager. He's one of the best you know, managers in college baseball and, and he gets those guys right. I'm sitting here looking at it and maybe I probably should have thrown what I call a little pizza money on them at the plus 600 because they're a team that kind of does scare me. They have the pitching staff to keep them in games and, you know, they hit well enough to beat a, a good Arkansas team. So why couldn't they do it against maybe a Florida team that isn't necessarily looking to win at all or like a, uh, LSU team that has major flaws so I, I think I kind of missed the boat on the Vanderbilt train here, and I probably should have been on it. I think you'll be okay. I I don't think this Vanderbilt team is very good. I don't think they're going to come out of a Super Regional. Yes, they just beat Arkansas. Dave Van Horn had a big smile on his face in the in the the post game press conference. I mean, they he had one goal. Now it was to win the West. He sure. wanted to take that two seed. When they found out that LSU had dropped that last game to Georgia. They pulled Zach Morris and they uh, – or Will McIntyre. Yeah. They switched the whole the whole groove of, of the game. They just didn't care. And it really bodes well for Arkansas fans that we did drop that last series because in, in years that we have dropped the last series, we've made it to Omaha. In years where we've won the last series, we did not. So maybe he just wanted that, that trend to continue – but we're going to take on a Texas A&M team who just – I mean, they didn't play awesome today versus Tennessee, but they played well enough to get the win. Who I'm pitched sure. for A&M? Was it Detmer? I don't know. I I don't think it was Detmer. But I caught – that was the early game. I caught it late, and, and then I, I went on that other show for a little bit. But uh, – Arkansas is pitching Cody Adcock. They're going to try to get him right. He's He was a middle reliever for us. I just don't know how motivated they're going to be. He did announce that da- – Dave Van Horn announced that Hagen Smith will get the start the on the Thursday game to keep his normal week-long rest. So I'm confident in that one that we can at least get one. But this may be one of those like wait and see, maybe bet Arkansas – a little bit if you can get a fair number, and if they lose, then double up and bet them in, in the the Thursday game. Yeah, I, even with you saying that Hagen's getting a start, I, I can't imagine he's going to go past five innings. I feel like it's going to be more of a three to four inning just to kind of keep him in rhythm, like you said. So don't bait. And we saw that today. Like I think there was a misconception with Georgia that. Jaden Woods was going to pitch seven, eight innings because he hasn't pitched in a while. But he's he was obviously on a pitch count, which, again, I, I said on Twitter, I don't know if I would have pulled him at 31 pitches, bases loaded, two outs in the bottom of the second. I probably would have given him one more batter. He either gets us out of the inning or they score runs and it's time to take him out. So that was yeah. questionable. But I think you're going to see the same thing, even though Hagen Smith's not injured, just – kind of save his arm he doesn't need to go seven innings in the sec tournament save those innings for you know later in the season and just kind of keep him in his routine so game one tomorrow lsu south carolina 10 30 a.m eastern 
we finally get that game three of South Carolina and LSU. Who wins it? Probably South Carolina because they're rolling. I'm leaning that way too. I saw a tweet. I think they said Thatcher Hurd's going to get to start. I love it. I will say this, even though he gave up two back-to-back home runs against, uh, wow, I'm drawing a blank. Who did they just play? LSU? L- yeah. Georgia. Yeah, they just played Georgia. He gave up two back-to-back solos, but he did kind of persevere, and he ran another two innings. So I guess that was a positive note if you're an LSU guy, like he was able to shake it off. But I think that win might have given South Carolina maybe a little spark I talked about them earlier in the show of, you know, in comparison to TCU, TCU never had momentum in the season where South Carolina did. I mean, they were up to number two in the country or three in the country for a reason. I mean, they, they swept Florida, which was a big, big series for them. They obviously had their injuries and their really low moments, but that was a big win for them, especially to blank them. It was a real dominant performance. I could see, you know, without Paul Skeens on the mound, anything can happen. I mean, LSU, we've talked about them at nauseam you know, how their bullpen sucks and frankly, their starters suck. You know, if you're going with Thatcher Hurd, that doesn't tell me that you're overly confident in your staff because they haven't figured out his role by any means. So it'll be dependent on who South Carolina pitches. Um, I could see them throwing like Mahoney or somebody like that to kind of keep some momentum going and really get this team back in sync. So I think South Carolina might be the play there. Yep. I completely agree. I'm excited to see see tomorrow's slate, and unfortunately, we don't have lines. I was hoping here near the end of the show that we would start seeing some lines pop. I don't think you'll see them just because of some of the late games. Yeah, and you've got like the NHL and NBA playoffs going on. Who, yeah. who cares about that, really? <laughs> uh, you've got college baseball. And another streak that's never been broken, it rained in Hoover. We're probably going to get a game well into midnight if there's another rain delay again, which is a tradition unlike any other. Um, <laughs> hey, did you hear the rumor? There, the rumor, real quick on that is there apparently multiple sources says Greg Sankey is actively looking at Globe Life as a potential well, dome. We're going to take it away from the Big 12? Or I guess the Big 12 is going to – they're not going to get it anymore once we get Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who's, who's going to play in that? Yeah. Very so, true. I guess he's nice. tired of the rain. You know, I know Johnny a few weeks ago, he was like, I, I wish everybody had to play in a dome. And I hate that because as a fan, you know, there's it's baseball. You, you got to be outside for baseball, but. I will say the Hoover stuff does get a little annoying because it does stretch games out, but I would prefer them to find maybe another alternative site outside. Yep, I agree. Auburn, Mizzou, warming up, 15 minutes to first pitch. Let's go. Go bet Auburn, minus 165. Thank you for tuning in to this little special edition of the conference previews. I hope we were able to give you a little bit of information, if not more than that. Uh, Stay tuned. We're we're probably going to come at you again later on in the week to kind of preview the the championship series. I will be out in Las Vegas starting Thursday, so I will uh I'll try to to stay sharp enough to get get another show out there. Q go get some rest. As always, follow us on collegebaseballinsiders.com and NCAA Insiders on Twitter. 
Got anything else to add? Hopefully when you guys money, just uh, stay the course. We're going to bet smart and uh, it's going to be a good time. This is kind of like cocktail hour for the big dance. So it's going to be a fun ride the next month. We're going to get Maryland home. They lead three, two as we sign off and hopefully hit that little plus 128 parlay. All right. We'll see you next time.